Welcome back to your seventh, well, actually eighth episode, because we threw a non-episode episode in there, but that's okay. We're here for the official seventh episode of Chatterbox. I am Suzanne with SuzanneDecree.com. And I'm Liz Tapia, the Dark Angel of DarkBeautyMusic.com. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in once again. We are so happy to have you with us here at Chatterbox. And what's our topic today, Suzanne? We are talking about how to stay focused and positive, even though it looks like things are maybe not going your way. That's a pretty big issue for a lot of people, because I know a lot of people that are naturally just so negative. No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, I wasn't referring to you. Oh, good. But I I also see a lot of that on social media, which is a real downer when you're trying to surf through the feed. And I mean, I realize that people have problems and things they want to talk about, but I don't know. I, you know, I'm a lot more private with those types of posts. So I don't like to do those kinds of that kind of posting. And I agree. I mean, you, you look and my... Here's my example. My example is, and you, you, you get this almost on a daily basis. You go onto Facebook and you see somebody write something like, to the idiot that cut me off at the red light. <laughs> I see a lot of those. Okay, so number one, whoever cut you off at the red light doesn't know you, doesn't follow you on Facebook, and isn't going to see your highly cryptic message to him, her, whatever whomever. Okay. So why are you wasting your time and energy on this? Now, I, know- I think that this is just a way for people to vent. And somehow that's become a way of social media. And I, th- I think that's why a lot of people don't like Facebook. Um, did you have anyone specific in mind? Well, I'm not referring to you, of course. but Of course not, because I l- l- love Facebook. Well, here's the thing. People complain about this one complaining and that one complaining. Ah, there's so much noise and this, that, and the other on Facebook and things they don't want to read or hear about. Think about the irony of that for a minute. People are complaining about other people complaining. Hmm. Hmm. In the immortal words of Shakespeare, the woman doth protest too much, methinks. Methinks, methinks that's true. (laughs) Somehow I put a lisp on Shakespeare. But there are a lot of people complaining on Facebook. And a lot of my feeds have those types of posts. It's not fun to read, but at the same time, what am I trying to say here? Well, it's just not fun to read. And here's here's my thing, though. When you're on social media... It's kind of like meeting someone for the first time. Would you go on a first date and dump all of your problems on that person before you've put your order in? 
Well, I wouldn't, but I know that there are people out there that do that. Yes, and I never went on a second date with them. Well, nobody wants to be around somebody that's going to be negative all the time. And it's very easy to just cut that person off. It is. Now, that brings me to, like, another one of my points. And this whole episode that people go through and I have I have a couple of friends in particular that I'm thinking about on this but this whole being kind to yourself movement I have never seen such cruelty disguised as kindness in my life you know if you don't want to talk to somebody just don't talk to them a simple hey you know what It's just not good timing for me right now. If things turn around, if things change, I'll give you a call. I'll let you know. Is far more kind, I think, than sitting there and going, I'm being kind to myself by walking up to you, looking you in the eye and snubbing you so that you know that I'm being kind to myself by not talking to you. And I've I've actually seen that happen, by the way. I have well, seen. Well, sure sounds like you've seen it. <laughs> I mean, I have seen such snubs disguised as kindness that I just, I don't, can't even equate the two. So here's the thing. You're not happy. You know, Facebook, think of Facebook as your first date. You don't really want all of that out there. Well, I feel the same way of what you just said of not posting your entire life on to Facebook. Somehow that's become a thing of the norm, especially in the younger generations that they, they there is nothing private. Everything just kind of gets thrown onto Facebook or not even Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it is that everyone's doing. But I, I can't do that. I, I just don't want to be telling people, every single private moment that I have. I don't think it's necessary. And I think that's giving away just too much information. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. I I don't do things like that. I I don't think it's just you because I certainly have a problem with it. Um, So how do you, we're, we're talking about the complaining and the venting and, you know, certainly I am an extremely vocal person as are you and the good Lord above knows that we do vent and complain to each other quite a bit. So what are some of the ways you take that and you, you turn it around? How, how do you do that? How do you turn it around? How do you take it from, Oh, I can't believe that this person doesn't get it. That person doesn't get it. Um, at times I actually feel like a whiny teenager. Cause I'm like, no one in my family gets that I'm not supposed to have a nine to five job. They don't get it. They don't understand it because that's what they do. How do you turn that around? I think there are people that no matter what you say to them or however you post, they're just going to be that type of person that's either going to post in one direction or, you know, their natural tendencies are going to come out. Um, For me, There's a lot that I hold back from putting online because I don't think it's necessary for everyone to know every single moment. So I think in, you know, in a case like, you know, if anybody comes to my page, I feel very comfortable with anything that's on there. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've posted. I'm not, 
hiding something that I'm trying You're other people not to, to get to see. fired because of something you posted. Well, hey, look, that's a big deal today. I mean, there are many employers that will go to look at your Facebook page. We're going through a situation now where our company is looking into doing some hiring. And the first thing that the office staff is doing is checking out their Facebook posts, seeing what they do, how they post, what kind of person are they? You know, so a lot of a lot of companies are definitely looking into these social media platforms to find out more about who's going to be coming on board. And I got to tell you, you know, people are pretty much an open book today. Um, so I, I don't post in negative ways because I want to keep my page as positive as possible. That doesn't mean that I don't go through difficult situations just like everybody else does and that doesn't mean that I don't feel for people that are going through difficult situations I just choose not to display it for the entire world to see and now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors Superman ha Batman is nothing I am Brian Tor defender of the universe protector of the downtrodden. And now, you can listen to what I listen to when I'm in battle. The very music that inspires me to slay my enemies. For $19.99, you can have this collection of deadly hits. Show tunes. Nancy Sinatra. Barbara Streisand, all for you. Kill your enemies and listen to Broadway with Brian Tor. And now back to our program. You know we're we're back after our brief brief commercial break, and um, you know we're talking about how you change these things, how you get rid of that stuff. And I know, um, as a musician, I'm very auditory in nature. So I tend to, I tend to need to hear things. So, you know, I tend to blurt, (laughs) I I tend to blurt out whatever comes in my head, in head, out mouth, then I stop to think about it. So, well, I've done that many times, believe me. Um, you know, so here's, here, here is one of the things that I do, and, and you know this, and this is going to start all kinds of firestorms. If you thought all the technical difficulties we had on the Halloween episode were fun, wait till we get into this subject, everybody. Um, but I know one of my things is I like to go to church. And every now and again, I will just go there and I will sit and I will meditate. And I do like every mass. I'm usually there about half an hour early. And I just sit there and pray for like that half hour before mass. And that really helps me get centered and get rid of a lot of the negativity. And it gives me time to reflect on what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, not only in the music career, but as a person, you know, as a human being, what can I work on to get better? And what a wonderful place to be able to do that and get yourself centered And if that works for you by going to church and getting there a half hour earlier and having that moment, that private time for yourself, and it centers you, 
I think that's great. I mean, <laughs> I think more people should be doing something like that, whether it's going to church or meditation. I like to meditate. I actually have been meditating for quite some time, and it helps to sort of center me. And, it, it, you know, it's not going to church, but to me it's kind of a form of the same thing. It is, and and I don't necessarily believe that um, you need to be in the building to be in church, but it sure does help because it's usually nice and quiet. <laughs> and what a great atmosphere, too, by the way. Yes, right, right, right. Um, I mean, you've got all that beautiful stained glass and... Yes. And you know, by the way, when you walk by the stained glass, when you know you're a metalhead when you walk by the stained glass windows of church and you see a kind of a rendering of a fishing net, for example, and the first thought that runs through your head is, wow, man, 47 string guitar, I need one. <laughs> yep. Well. And if you jet, you'll only use the bottom string. Hmm. There you have it. <laughs> so, you know, but I digress. It's it's a nice, quiet place for me. And since there's no one, you know, not too many people are there half an hour early. It just gives me that time to sit and center and focus. And it's it's a it's really really good for me personally. But you know, I know it's not everybody's thing. Well, everybody has people have their own way of getting in touch with themselves getting more centered and you know for me it's meditation for you it's going to church um well basically for both of us it's meditation it's just the atmosphere in which we meditate exactly and it's kind of what you're calling it you're calling it well you're calling it god i'm calling it talking to the universe which i i say that i you know i i do that a lot yes you do uh, <laughs> i know i i, I have experienced this i yes, have heard this but that's, I feel that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can ask the universe anything and somehow it just seems to manifest and come my way. That's just the experience that I've had personally. And I've had, you know, and I know we've, we've talked about this actually on the podcast and, and in other places. Um, I, I had my ask the universe phase and uh, I go through a lot of phases. I don't know if anyone has ever noticed that, but there are lots and lots of phases. Well, I have to say they're very interesting phases, at least. <laughs> they are interesting. I, I am not a dull conversation by any means. No, you're uh, not. And so... your experiences are something that I always enjoy listening to because uh, you always bring something so different to the table from your point of view on things that you've gone through and what you've experienced in life. And I'm just dying to know what you're going to say next about this. Sweet. <laughs> I, I did, when I was trying to start my own business, when I was trying to jump in and do, uh, wow, how do I even start this? Okay, here's how we're going to start this. I, I got really frustrated in New York. Uh, when I was living in New York, I was only there for about four years. I had seen 9-11. I, I wasn't right there at the towers when it happened. Um, that's actually another really cool ghost story that we can talk about later. Um, yeah. But I wasn't at the towers, but I lived in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, which is kind of about three, four subway stops from uh, 
the, the lower Manhattan, if I recall correctly. So lower Manhattan, you know, for two, three weeks afterwards, all the debris is still blowing down my street. You can still smell the, the burning of the twin towers. I, I, I didn't get as close as eerily close to the twin towers as many, many people I know, but I was there to see how everybody came together for, for one or two weeks after that, or, or even maybe a couple of months after that, but then kind of drifted apart again into their separate kind of personal space, almost bordering on selfishness. I lived through that and just the atmosphere in New York in general, I found exhausting. It was like the the city that never sleeps and, and it's boy, is that true? It is true. But as such, it tends to drain you. It tends to suck from you and pull energy out of you. Well, because you're right. It never sleeps. It's a constant, vibrant energy of things and people and movement all the time. Not even just nine to five or, you know, like from from morning till night. I mean, it's just 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And the guy that I was dating was a total knucklehead. I believe we have some stories on about that knucklehead. Um, And I was just tired of it. I was tired of people pretending to be nice to people when they were really being mean. I was tired of people coming near you just because you had good positive energy and they wanted it. I'm Liz Tappy from Dark Beauty, and you can learn more about me and Dark Beauty by visiting darkbeautymusic.com. Social media, band news, music, and more. And you can get an autographed photo of the Dark Angel by clicking on our community page and leaving your comments. Thanks again, and hope to see you at darkbeautymusic.com. My experience in New York, spiritually and emotionally, was what most people think of when they think of, like, hell, (laughs) you know? So I couldn't, I had had four years of New York, and I couldn't wait to leave. So all of my music contacts at this point were still back in Pittsburgh, so I decided I was coming back to Pittsburgh, and I was going to go back to being a musician. So... Fast forward, um, I got back here and lo and behold, the, the family kicks in. So instead of being a musician, I decided to teach guitar and open up a business teaching guitar. Now, what does all this have to do with staying positive? Several things. The first thing is I kowtowed to someone else's vision of what a sensible music career was. And for me, it, it, it wasn't the right choice. So that's the first thing. So it's hard to stay positive when you're basically being told that it's your only option. Okay. The the second thing that it has to do with being positive is I started looking at a lot of business coaches and I started signing up and I started paying hundreds, thousands of dollars in business coaches to try and help me make this a killer business. And they all subscribed to this ask the universe thing. Okay. I started looking at how they were asking the universe and what they were asking the universe. And like slowly over time, after being into this, oh, ask the universe thing, I started to realize, well, they're really just praying. And why would you pray to a universe? 
why don't you just go to the guy that created the universe and ask him? Seems like you're cutting out a whole bunch of middleman to me. So, so mm, that's an interesting way of putting that. So when, so I kind of started looking at it and going, you know, framing it in secular versus non-secular. Mm-hmm. You're kind of framing it in people are praying to God. People are asking God for stuff, but they don't want to say they're asking God for stuff. So they say they're asking the universe. At least this was my interpretation of what I'd seen. Well, I think sometimes just putting the word God on top of it for some people is just so heavy Mm -hmm. that it just makes it easier to refer to it as talking to the universe, whatever that means to that person. Well, I would love to hear what our listeners are thinking about this episode. Uh, You know, what do you think about these topics? And do you practice meditation? And uh, how do you center yourself? Please, we would love to hear your feedback on this. Post comment. You can reach us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks. Or if you're on Twitter, just hashtag chatterbox and let us know what your thoughts are hi this is suzanne from suzannedecree.com i want to help you become a better guitarist stop by my facebook page suzanne decree one or hit me up on twitter at suzanne decree and let me know what you're struggling with i'll give you a free 30 minute lesson one per customer please You know, we're talking about staying positive and how we stay positive and how we center ourselves against the fight because it is a fight. Um, I remember a conversation with my mom one day when this uh, beginner's chord course that I was putting out came back from all the beta testers and everybody said they loved it. And I was like, hey, wow, it, it looks great. Everybody says they loved it. And the words out of her mouth were, well, they say the weather's going to change in three years, so you better hurry up. spoken like a true mom right now here's the funny part she doesn't remember saying it so whatever it was whatever was in her brain again family disease in brain out mouth wait what Uh, right right uh, yeah it's it's just a family full of hoof and mouth disease that's what it is so (laughs) how do you because something like that that you've put and you know how long i worked on that chord course well over a year putting that thing together you know you know, when you put a year's worth of your heart and soul into something and somebody says something so flippant, how do you fight against that? Because it is, it does end up being on you. Yes, someone else said it, but you are responsible for keeping yourself somewhat normal and somewhat sane. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with, I think your, you know, your natural personality. For me, if somebody says something negative to me, you know, sometimes I just don't bite on it. You know, I just don't, I don't take that energy in and I sort of just kind of let it go over me or go around me, but I don't really let it into my soul and really, you know, think about it. So, uh, you know, where it consumes me, I, I don't let it get to that point, but if we are talking about family, that's a different story because your family is your family and the people that are around you the most and the people that you love and the people that love you. So that could be a little bit difficult to deal with at times. And, you know, I've had uh, situations where my family 
you know, might question something that I'm doing or, well, what if this doesn't happen by this time and how much longer are you going to give yourself and those kinds of things. Not because they don't want me to succeed, but because, you know, they probably worry about if I don't reach this level that I'm trying to get to or, or what, what means success to me, that it's going to, it's just going to be something that I'm not going to be able to live with. It's something that I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to destroy me somehow. Um, so I do take that in because I know that they care about me and they want to see me happy and they're afraid, but, but see, that all comes back down to fear. So I listen to them and sometimes I'll argue. I mean, many times I've argued about it, you know, trying to prove my point, but I think what happens is that, you know, somehow it just sort of disintegrates, you know, it goes away. And then before you know it, I'm just kind of plunging back into, oh, that's right. This is what I set out to do. And I just push that aside. And it doesn't come from a bad place from them either. It comes from a place of love. They think they're, you know, maybe advising me the right way or, and by the way, I'm not at all insinuating that my parents don't want me or my family doesn't want me doing what I'm doing. But, you know, there are times where those conversations do come up or they just sort of talk to you as if, um, you know, they're not in that same space that you're in creatively. So they're they're working the nine to five and they're doing a regular job and they don't have all this other stuff going on. And that's, by the way, that's also part of it. It's this, what I'm doing, trying to get my career to move forward and writing and working on music and podcasting and all the things that you and I are both doing, right? It's all about moving ourselves forward. And we have all these things going on after work. And it becomes a distraction in your family life. I don't get to go and hang out for dinner as much. You know, I don't get to just do nothing. Uh, It's really my choice. But so I think a lot of the response and the reaction has to do with, I think your natural ways of who you are. And I'm just naturally an upbeat person. So, you know, I tend to to react probably a little differently. Well, I know. um, I tend to I do have to fight it. I do find myself fighting it quite often. I do try and stay positive. I do try and stay upbeat. I do find myself fighting it a lot because um, my my father is actually first generation American. So his his parents were immigrants. They came over from Italy, and it's a it was a much different mindset when they came over in the twenties and so and such. So you know they came over in the early early nineteen twenties, if not a little bit before. So you know it was a very different mindset. They were raising new world kids in with old world ways. And, um, you know, my, my dad's family does tend to be somewhat negative and very sarcastic. So it is something that I grew up with and it's something that I find myself having to fight and it is a battle. It is an well, absolute battle. Coming, but they're coming from a, a point of view probably of, of having things around you being safe, you know, like this is kind of the safe thing oh, to do. I, I think, I think and... parents are, are extremely guilty of trying to protect their kids from fears that were developed from when they grew up. Um, you know, let's take every kid's favorite saying, you know, um, finish everything on your plate. Why? Our parents were uh, alive during the great depression or, you know, their families were alive during the great depression. 
you know, when my parents were born, the Great Depression was still very much in everyone's minds. It, it had only happened a few years before. So they are very much raising us and, and trying to guard us against things that they feared growing up because that was their reality. And I don't think they always understand that the, those realities shift and change with the times. And it's such a big shift, right? I mean, it's, you know, from where they were coming from to where we are today. It's, it's an entirely different world. It's a different world of thinking, different way of communicating. Who would have thought back then that you were going to be communicating in this way? Right. I mean, we literally have video phones now. All of the sci-fi movies in the 50s showed you with video phones. Well, hey, guess what? I carry it around in my pocket now, you know? Um, but it is a very different world in many, many ways. In other ways, it's very much the same world, and it hasn't changed for over 2,000 years. Right, but they're having to deal with situations that are thrown in front of them that they don't have any knowledge of. You know, the whole computer, internet, and FaceTime, and all the stuff that's happening now. I mean, you know, they're, that's not something that they grew up with. It's not something that's a part of them the way you know kids are growing up today i mean today you're pretty much born and then you have a computer at you know at two years old you're already work you know playing around with with a mouse and trying to get uh some kind of computer programming into your child at such a young age so that they're already being groomed with this language i mean but you know i didn't grow up like that so you can imagine we didn't grow up like that and then our parents on top of it they're coming from a situation where they don't understand a lot of what's happening. So it's not only just their old-fashioned ways, but it's a whole new way of communication. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Did I lose you? No, 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 I'm here. Okay. I, just, I was trying to think of something else to say, and I'm like, no, I got nothing. That pretty well covered it. Yeah. We just have to keep that fight to find something that lets us stay positive and push forward. Don't forget to stop by our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks, or hit us up on Twitter, hashtag chatterbox. Let us know how you stay positive in the face of adversity, and we will see you in the next podcast. I'm Suzanne with SuzanneDecree.com. And I'm Liz Tapia, the dark angel of darkbeautymusic.com. Thanks so much for tuning in again, and we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Chatterbox, chatterbox, chatterbox.